ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah, hamdan kathiran. Being guided to Islam is such a tremendous bounty. And being guided to the Sunnah is such a tremendous bounty. We have to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these bounties and we have to strive to maintain protect and safeguard these precious gifts and presents in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has bestowed upon us we had reached the the section in the tremendous book by the fadilat al-shaykh al-allama Imam bin Baz rahimahullahu ta'ala We have reached the section where the Imam he mentions thumma yubayyinu lit-talib baqiyatul arkan al-islam al-khams al-khamsa and then is yani to be explained to the student the rest of the five pillars of Islam wa hiya as-salah wa-zakah وصوم رمضان والحج البيت الحرام لمن استطاع إليه سبيلا and they are the salah the prayer as zakah charity صوم رمضان fasting in Ramadan والحج البيت and making hajj to the house for the one who has the ability to do it these are the pillars of the deen of Islam these are the five pillars of Islam the four that are mentioned here and the shahada and the shahada na'am the testimony alhamdulillah we went over the meaning of both parts of the shahada and that which is related to it in previous classes so now it brings us to the rest of the five pillars to look at them and to reflect upon them now because most of the listeners are individuals who have been Muslim for some time and are aware of the pillars of Islam I encourage everyone as I encourage myself to reflect reflect upon this reminder and reflect upon your connection and relationship 
to these pillars reflect on the beauty of the deen of al-Islam as can be seen and as is illustrated in these pillars and the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them obligatory upon all of us reflect upon this and contemplate and ponder bi'nilahi ta'ala these pillars we know that they are the pillars of the deen and that they are five in number due to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that hadith that is narrated yani an Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah on the authority of Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said Bulyan Islam ala khams that Islam is built upon five Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammad rasulullah wa iqamus salat wa ita'iz zakat wa hajjul bayt wa sawm ramadan the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said what it means and yani, Islam is built upon five the testimony that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah the establishment of the prayer the payment of the zakat making hajj to the house and fasting Ramadan this hadith is a hadith that is mutafiqun alayh it's a hadith that is agreed upon the authenticity of this hadith is agreed upon by al-Bukhari and Muslim hadith mutafiqun alayh this is the strongest level of hadith qala fadilat al-shaykh Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abad Al-Badr Hidhuhumullahu Ta'ala He mentions, he says Tabayyinu al-Arukan al-Islam min haythu ahamiyyatuha wa bayanu shaymin al-ahkamiha and also from the standpoint yani explaining the deen of al-Islam explaining the pillars of the deen of al-Islam from the standpoint of their importance, showing some of the important aspects of it, and also going over some aspects of the rules and regulations as relates to it. Now, he mentions, he says, Salah, it is the second pillar. Salah is the second pillar. Arkan al Islam is the second pillar from the, from the pillars of Islam. And the salah, it is the greatest pillar of the deen of Al-Islam after Tawheed. Naam. So, after the Shahada, what is the greatest pillar of the deen of Al-Islam? Then it is the salah. It is the salah. Naam. So again, we want to look at يعني تبين الأركان الإسلام من حيث أحميتها وبيان شيء من أحكامها. And I want you to keep this on your mind. Looking at the pillars of the Deen of Islam from the standpoint of their importance, and looking at some aspects of them. Now, I'm not going into all of the aspects, but some of the aspects of the deen of Al-Islam. So the first of them is what that we're going to look at is the second pillar, because we already went over the first pillar in the previous classes, as aforementioned. And it is the salah. And this salah is a pillar <coughs> that is the greatest pillar. And there's only one pillar that is greater than it. And which is that pillar that is greater than it? Mm. Salah? Yeah, which one is greater than Salah? Naam, the Shahada. So after the Shahada, Naam, after the Shahada, Shahada is the greatest pillar. After the Shahada, which is the greatest pillar? Salah. Naam, the Salah is very important. Naam, the Salah is very important. The salah is a must. 
Naam. The salah is a must. Like, no matter what is going on in the life of an abd, or whatever is going on in the life of an emma, whatever is going on in the life of a slave, they have to make sure they are steadfast and constant upon their salah. Naam. They have to make sure they are steadfast and constant upon their salah. Naam. The salah, wa hiya burhanun, the sidq, iman shakhs. Because of salah is the proof which points to the truthfulness of the iman, of the faith of an individual. Naam. And we want to stress this because the shaitan, the shaitan, whenever an individual is going through some, some rough times, naam, the shaitan, he'll come and he whisper and he say, stop praying. So you find people, they due to a situation or whatever the case may be, they stop praying. They stop praying. And when you do that, you're adding calamity and tragedy upon whatever your situation is. Calamity upon calamity. Naam. A worse calamity, a greater tragedy, uh, that which is more destructive and more detrimental to your overall situation and condition, you add it in upon whatever little bit of problem you happen to be going through. Right? Because there is no problem inside of the dunya that is great enough to make you want to stop, to make you stop praying. Not, not at all. The salah is so important. The salah is so important that no matter what situation that you are in, it is wajib upon you to pray. Now, if you're in a situation and you can't stand, then you pray what? Sitting down. If you can't sit down, then you pray what? Laying down. If you don't have water to make wudu, then you can do what? Tayammum. But if you're in a situation where you can't, you don't have water to make the wudu, and you cannot make tayammum, what do you do? You pray anyway. Naam, and your prayer is accepted. Naam, so the ulama they mentioned, for an example, Naam, that if a person was taken as a prisoner, a prisoner of war, Right? Or a prisoner, huh? And they were shackled. They were shackled and they were put inside of a cell. And during the duration of being shackled, they broke their wudu. But then the time for salah, it came in. The time for salah, it came in. And they were unable to move. They were physically unable to move because they were shackled. Right? So they weren't able to make wudu because there was no water and because of this situation they were unable to make tayammum in that case they will pray yani ala halihim they will pray upon whatever situation they're on naam they will pray upon that situation then that's it likewise and this is important uh, and we ask Allah for protection and safety but for example, maybe an example that will strike closer to home. If a person was hospitalized, they were in the hospital. And they were in such a situation that they were ridden to the bed in the hospital because they have the IV and they have yeah, they the heart monitor and whatever the case is. They may have all this stuff hooked up to them inside of the hospital bed. And they were in a weakened condition. Naam. So although a person may say, oh, but there are sinks in the hospital, you can have access to water. Yeah, possibly, right? But they were in a weakened condition where they didn't, they, they couldn't get up. They were weakened, they were hurt, they were you know, in a situation, they couldn't get up. But they were conscious, they had their wherewithal with them, but they were unable to make wudu. There was no one there to help them make a wudu. They were in a hospital bed, so they can't make a tayammum. There is no clean earth that they can reach, not even dust, huh? and they're like, what do they do in that situation? They pray upon this. They pray upon their condition. They pray upon whatever halat they're in. You pray. That's how important the prayer is. You do whatever movement you can do from the prayer. You fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. If you can't stand, no problem. Sit down. If you can't raise your hand, do your best. Raise it to the best of your ability. If you pray to the best of your ability. Now, I'm never, there's never an excuse not to pray. Even in that situation, pray. Pray. Even that situation, pray. If the person has their senses, and the person is not out of it in a daze because of the medication and things of this nature, they, they have their senses, their conscious, their mind is sharp, pray. 
pray upon whatever condition. That's how important the prayer is. And bi'idhillahi ta'ala we'll see. But from that, listen, the shaykh, he mentions that it is, a, it is a proof to the truthfulness of a person's iman. Naam. It is a proof to the truthfulness of a person's iman. Kama qala alayhi salatu wassalam عندما ذكرت عند الصلاة as the as 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 uh, as, as the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام he mentioned يعني uh, before the Salah قال he said من حافظ عليها whoever he safeguards and he protects he's diligent over his prayer he safeguards and protect his prayer كانت له نورا وبرهانا then he will have a light and he will have a proof. He will have a, he will have a proof. Naam. وَنَجَاتًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ He will have a light and he will have a proof and he will have success on the day of judgment. Naam. The day of judgment. He'll have a light, he'll have a proof and success on the day of judgment. This day is tremendous. Naam. The day of judgment. Some of the Sahaba inside of the sujood they used to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying, Allahumma qini adabak yawma taba'athu ibadak. O Allah, save me from your punishment on the day that you resurrect your slaves. They will beg, they will beg Allah ta'ala for this inside their sujood. Why? Because of the tremendous nature of the day of judgment. Because of the uh, yani horrors that are going to be there on the day of judgment, they used to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep them safe, to save them from his punishment on the day that he resurrects his slave. On the day that he resurrects his slaves. Naam. And there are, there are a few wordings. For yani this dua, some come, Allahumma qini. Oh, oh Allah, safeguard me. Some come, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi qini. Oh my Lord, safeguard me. So on and so forth. Naam. What's muhim is that we remember the seriousness of the day of judgment. Naam. And we remember. The horrors that are going to be on the day of judgment, and that we are preparing to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We are preparing and getting ready for the day of judgment. And from the greatest of the things after Tawheed, from the greatest of the things after Tawheed, that will get us ready for the day of judgment. Bring for us light. Bring for us success. Bring for us a proof and evidence. Is what. Is, is the salah being steadfast upon the salah so just this alone by itself is enough for us bithilahi <coughs> ta'ala is enough for us to understand the importance of the salah naam because look at the sahaba naam and I'm, I'm, I'm going a little bit longer on this point for a point, right? From the Sahaba that used to make this dua in sujood was the narrator of the aforementioned hadith, the hadith of Islam being built upon five. Ma'am, the narrator of the hadith, he was one who used to make this dua inside of sujood. It has been narrated upon him that he used to say, Rabbi qini adabak yawma tab'athu ibadak. My Lord, save me from your punishment on the day that you resurrect your slaves. Naam. Who was that Sahabi? What's his name? No. Remember, the one who narrated the aforementioned hadith. <laughs> See? Everything is fair game. Everything I mention is fair game. 
Mountain. Online, the sisters beat you to it. They beat you to it. Yeah. Ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar. Remember, the hadith born in Islam, Ali Khams, is a hadith that was narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar. He used to make this dua inside of his sujood. When he prostrated, he made this dua. It is important, you see, because listen, we we say we Salafi, right? And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. No one could be blamed who connects itself to the madhab of the Salaf. But listen, saying that we Salafi is not just for claims. It's not just be, not just something just to be said. As we know with Dawah Salafiyah, it has kawai, it has principles. Ma'am, we have to apply those principles of a Dawah Salafiyah. We have to have the Aqidah, the Aqidah the Salaf. We have to have the Minhaj, the Minhaj is Salafi. So our creed has to be Salafi. Our methodology has to be Salafi. Ma'am, is that it? No. That's not it, right? A lot of people, because they have a warped understanding of what Salafiyah is, and their, and their estimation, you Salafi, if you go to this particular masjid, you Salafi, that's it. If you speak good about these particular set of people, you Salafi, that's it. If you with these brothers, you Salafi, that's it. Like, but then when you ask them about the Aqeedah, Ahlul Sunnah, with Jama'ah, they don't know. Like, how you Salafi? Huh? You ask about the minhaj ahl sunnah and jama'ah, they say, well, he don't know. Okay, how he salafi? You understand? It is incumbent, it is a must that we strive to be salafi. The imam of ahl sunnah wal jama'ah, from the imma, from the imams of ahl sunnah wal jama'ah in our time, right? The one who, the author of this book, Shaykh bin Baz, he says, I have no doubt that this man is the mujaddid, he is the reviver. Of Islam of our time, and he was referring to who? To Imam Muhammad Nasruddin Al Albani. Naam, Imam Al Albani, rahmatullah For those who know his his history, see some of us older ones who we were alive when he was alive still. Taala, we remember his call. We remember his call. We remember his efforts. We remember his da'wah. Imam Al-Albani He was the one He was from He was from those ulama He was from those ulama That taught the people About da'wah salafiyah Naam He was from those imams That taught the people About da'wah salafiyah And the importance Of connecting oneself to it By saying And a salafi Okay He was from those imams That taught the people Da'wah salafiyah and encourage them to call themselves Salafi. Right? So, this Imam, what was his advice? What, 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 what was his advice to the people? He said, Kun Salafiyan. He said, Be Salafi. Right? Be Salafi. Aqidatan in your creed. Of course, in creed, we know it means Aqidah and Minhaj. They're together. Right? They're together. He said, Aqidatan. وَعِبَادَةً وَالسُّلُوكًا Be Salafi in your aqidah, in your creed and in, in the manner that you worship in the manner that you worship and inside of your character and inside of your character Naam. So when a person is saying he's Salafi he's saying that he's upon that which the Prophet Sallallahu and the Sahaba were upon But the Prophet Sallallahu and the Sahaba they were what? They were steadfast upon the Salah Naam from Showing us the importance of getting our situation straight. Yomul Qiyamah, we have from the Sahaba, those who used to make dua in sujood. Oh Allah, save me from your punishment on the day that you resurrect your slaves. Where are we from this? Where are we from them? Naam. If perhaps maybe maybe we didn't know about this dua. Maybe it's the first time we're hearing about it. Alhamdulillah, that's good. So let's, let's, let's use it. Let's, let's try to get ready because one of the characteristics of the Salaf is that what? They were preparing themselves for the Day of Judgment. They were preparing for the Day of Judgment. Now, this is something that is vital, has to be upon our minds. 
This is what it, this is a part of what it means to be Salafi. Naam, this is a part of what it means to be Salafi. Right? Is that we are steadfast upon the Salah. And it's important that we stress that. Naam, it's important that we stress that. Is that we steadfast upon the Salah. Is that we do that which we're supposed to be doing uh, from those obligations in which Allah Ta'ala has made obligatory upon us. Because we want to be safe Yomul Qiyamah. We want to be safe Yomul Qiyamah. Naam. The Prophet Sallallahu he said that whoever is steadfast upon the salat, now we come back to the hadith, right? That the one who was steadfast upon the salat, then he will have a light, he will have a proof, and he will have success when, or when, or where? Yawm al-Qiyamah, on the day of judgment. Naam. وَمَنْ لَمْ And whoever, لَمْ يُحَافِظْ عَلَيْهَا But whoever is not steadfast upon it, لم يكن له نور ولا برهان ولا نجاة. He will not have light nor an evidence nor will he have any success. Nor will he have any success. وكان يوم القيامة مع and on the day of judgment he gonna be with. Listen, who he gonna be with on the day of judgment? This يوم القيامة on the day of judgment he's gonna be with. Qarun. Do we know who is Qarun? Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions Qarun inside the Quran. From the places where Qarun is mentioned inside the Quran is in Surah Al-Qasas. Surah Al-Qasas. Whoever wants to grab a Mus'haf, inshallah ta'ala can read it along. Surah Al-Qasas. And it's Verse number 76. Ma'am. Verse number 76. Allah Ta'ala says about Qarun. That Qarun, he was from the people of Musa and he acted arrogantly towards them. He acted arrogantly towards them. Ma'am. Allah Ta'ala says, وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ And we gave him from the tre- from يعني, the uh, the treasures. We gave him from the treasures. مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ مَا إِنَّ مَفَاتِيحَ مَفَاتِيحَهُ مَفَاتِيحَهُ لَتَنُوءُ نعم لَتَنُوءُ بِالْعُصْبَةِ أُولِ الْقُوَّةِ and we gave him treasures that of which the keys will be a burden for strong men. In a a group of men, it will be a burden for them. And when his people told him, don't become happy. Me, don't become happy due to this dunya that you have been given and arrogantly boastful because Allah does not love those who arrogantly boast. Allah does not love those who are ungrateful. Those who are ungrateful due to what they have been given. Naam. وَبَتَغِي فِيمَا أَتَاكَ اللَّهُ الْآخِرَةِ And they said, but seek by that which Allah Ta'ala has given you the, the hereafter. وَلَا تَنْسَى نُصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا And do not forget your portion of lawful enjoyment in, in this world. Na'amna gave him advice that was balanced. Seek after, use your wealth to gain good in the akhirah, but don't forget you can also benefit from it here in the dunya. وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنُ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ And be good as Allah Ta'ala was good unto you. And do not commit acts of transgression inside of the earth. Do not commit mischief inside of the earth. Because Allah does not love those who make mischief. Allah does not love those who make mischief. He said arrogantly, he said, I've been only getting this out of knowledge in which I got. Now, he 
he equated all of his riches, all of his uh, success to some knowledge that he thought that he had. وَعِيَادُ بِاللَّهِ And we see this is the like of the rich people even to this day, this is how they are. أَوَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَهْلَكَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مَنْ هُوَ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُ قُوَّةً وَأَكْثَرُ جَمْعًا He says, does he not know that Allah Ta'ala had destroyed before him generations men who were stronger than him and were mightier and richer than him, who had more money than him, who had more wealth than him, who had collected more than him, وَلَا يُسْأَلُوا عَنْ ذُنُوبِهِمُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ And they will not be questioned about the sins of the sinners, the sins of those who are sinners. نعم. على كل إن الله تعالى goes on to say فخرج على قومه في زينته So he came out amongst his people boastfully, pompously inside of all his adornments and the like. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ يُرِدُونَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَ مَا أُوْتِيَ قَارُونُ إِنَّهُ لَهُ حَظٍ عَظِيمٍ And the people who wanted the dunya, who were deceived by it, they say, Oh, woe unto us that we had the like of what he has, that we have the like of what Qarun has been given. Verily, he has. He is the owner of a great portion. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ أُوْتُوا الْعِلْمِ But those who have been given knowledge, نعم, those who have been given knowledge, they said, وَيْلَكُمْ Woe unto you. Woe unto you people for saying this and what not. Thawabullah khayrun liman amana wa amina saliha. The reward with Allah is better. Then it is better for the one who believes and does righteous good deeds. Walla yulaqaha illa sabirun. And none will attain it except for those who are patient. Naam. Allah Ta'ala says, فَخَصَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ فَخَصَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضَ فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنْ فِئَةٍ يَنْصُرُونَهُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُنْتَصِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, So we caused the earth to swallow him and his dwelling place. We caused the earth to swallow him and his dwelling place. And then he had no group, no party, no assembly of men and jinn to help him whatsoever against Allah. And no one could save, yani, and, and, and not a single one of them could even save themselves. There was no one to save this particular individual. Naam, who? Qarun. So this is the end result of who? Of Qarun. This individual. Naam. فَأَصْبَحَ الَّذِينَ تَمَنَّوا مَكَانَهُ Remember the Remember the day before the ones that came out, they said, oh, wish we, wish we had what he had. He had such a great portion, so on and so forth. Naam, they learned the lesson. فَأَصْبَحَ الَّذِينَ تَمَنَّوا مَكَانَهُ So when they got up the next morning, those who wanted his, his you know, to be like him the day before, huh? يَقُولُونَ They said, uh, they said, وَيْكَأَنَّ اللَّهِ يَبُصُوطُ رِزْقًا نعم لِمَنْ يَشَاءَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَيَقْضِرُ They said, those who wanted his portion the day before, they mentioned as they said, know you not that Allah, He gives provisions to whom He wishes, and He restricts it from whom He pleases. He gives restrictions to whom he wishes and he restricts it whom he pleases from his from his slaves. Naam. From his from his slaves. And if Allah had not given a great bounty unto us, then the earth would have swallowed us up too. And they say, Know you not that Allah does not make successful those who are kuffar. Allah does not grant success to the kuffar. Naam. Ala kulli hal, this is Qarun. The pompous, arrogant, boastful, kafir, that Allah caused the earth to swallow him and his resting, and, and his, uh, yani his, his dwelling place to make the earth swallow this person due to his arrogance and transgression. There's an evil person. 
those who are not steadfast upon their salah yomul qiyamah gonna be with him. The Prophet Sallallahu he said, with Fir'aun, and they'll be with Fir'aun, the Fir'aun, the one who fought against Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, the one who fought against Harun, alayhi salatu wasalam, the one who tried to destroy and kill the believers, the one who gathered his army and chased after the believers to kill them until they drowned, until Allah Ta'ala drowned him and his minions, him and his army. This evil person, this evil person, Fir'aun, the one who is not steadfast upon his salah, on the day of judgment, he's going to be with what? Fir'aun. Who want to be with Fir'aun Yom Al-Qiyamah? Who want to be with Qarun Yom Al-Qiyamah? This is for who? This is for the one who was not steadfast upon his prayer. Naam. Wa Haman. And they're going to be with Haman on the day of judgment. And Haman, he was the grand vizier of Fir'aun. He was the grand vizier of Fir'aun. He was with Fir'aun in the, in the foolishness that Fir'aun he was upon. These are three individuals you don't never want to be next to, you never want to be with them. Wa Ubay bin Khalaf. And they will be with Ubay, and they will be with Ubay bin Khalaf. Who is Ubay bin Khalaf? Who is this? Ubay bin Khalaf, he was from the Mushrikun. He was from the Mushrikun. He was one. وَهُوَ مُشْرِكْ أَلَّذِي قَتَلَهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَسَلَّمُ He was a mushrik that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he killed him. Naam, he was a mushrik that he died due to a wound sustained at the hands of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. He was a kafir inside of his boastfulness, inside of his evil and his treachery. He said unto the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that I'm going to kill you. He threatened the life of the Prophet ﷺ. He told the Prophet ﷺ, I'm going to kill you. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, no, but by Allah, rather, I'm going to kill you. Right? So this man on the day of Badr, when they were fighting, he saw the Prophet ﷺ and he thought this was his opportunity. Because he forgot that the Prophet ﷺ told him that he was, that, that no, you ain't going to kill me, rather, I'm going to kill you. He forgot. So he strove, he, he approached the Prophet ﷺ and he tried to kill him. He tried to kill the Prophet ﷺ. But rather, the Prophet ﷺ got the upper hand. As he saw him coming first, got the upper hand and he wounded him. He wounded him. He wounded him, they say, with a wound that others yani, survived from. So the Quraysh, uh, the, the, the Mushrikun, they said unto him, It's okay, you should be able to survive this wound. But at this time, he remembered what the Prophet Sallallahu he said. He said, no, rather, Muhammad said he's going to kill me. He remembered at that time, no, he got, he got scared. No, Muhammad said he was going to kill me. And he died from that wound before making it home. He died from that wound before making it home. This was a person who the Prophet Sallallahu killed with his own hands. Why is that significant? It's very significant because there comes a hadith that is hadith mutafiqun alayhi bin hadith Abi Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said He said that Allah's anger is intensified upon a person who the Prophet sallallahu he kills him in the way of Allah. Now, so Allah's anger is intensified upon someone who got killed by the Prophet doing jihad. He was one of these people that got killed by the Prophet doing jihad. The anger is intensified upon him. Do you want to be with him, Yom Al-Qiyamah? Huh? Do you want to be anywhere near him, Yom Al-Qiyamah? A person who Allah's anger is intensified against? When we look at it from this standpoint, do we, do we start to see the importance of the salah? The salah is, yani, subhanAllah, is of tremendous importance. Being steadfast upon the salah is lazim. There's no way around it. We have to be steadfast upon the salah. It's, it's not an option if we want to be successful. The Shaykh Ghazali mentions for salah, Burhanun Surah Salah is a is 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 a is a hujjah, a shahid with dalil 
is a witness and is a proof and an evidence. Upon the truthfulness of the iman of an individual. Allah says, and verily, those who are entrusted to the uh, to the upkeep and maintenance of the mas- uh, of the masajid, then verily they are only those who fear Allah. Uh, excuse me, they are only those who believe in Allah in the last day. They believe in Allah in the last day. and they establish the prayer. Huh? They believe in Allah in the last day, and then they do what? They establish the prayer. Allah. Did we not just see the connection between yani, if you got a good prayer, how is it going to be good for Yom Al-Qiyamah? Right? And if, and, if, and if it's not the case, how is it going to be really bad for Yom Al-Qiyamah? Because see the belief, right? Belief in Allah in the last day, you see it's connected. Because when a person truly believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they prepare to meet Him. They prepare to meet Him. So they do that which Allah Ta'ala commanded them to do. And they, and, they, and, they, and they strive their best to stay away from that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded them to stay away from. And they what? They make tawbah when they when they slip up. Now, the Prophet becomes a hadith upon him where he says that the the yani the covenant that is between us and them is the salah. Yani that which separates us and them is, is the salah. So whoever has abandoned the prayer, then verily he has disbelieved. Whoever abandons the prayer, then verily he has uh, disbelieved. The aforementioned hadith about whoever yani man aniha kanat lahu nurun wa burhanun to the end of it that whoever uh, that whoever safeguards the prayer then he will have a light and a proof and evidence the hadith akhrajuhu Ahmed and others hadith akhrajuhu Ahmed and others and the second hadith here that that the covenant between us and him is the salah this hadith Likewise, Akhrajuhu Ahmed wa Al-Tirmidhi wa Nisa'i wa Ibn Majah and others. The Shaykh Yuzani says, فَشَأْنُ الصَّلَاءِ فِي الدِّينِ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى شَأْنٌ عَظِيمٌ He says, so the status of the prayer inside of Allah's religion is tremendous. It's an affair that is tremendous. We hear, and is the first thing that the slave is going to be asked about on the day of judgment. The first thing the slave will be asked about on the day of judgment is the salah. If it is accepted from him, then he will be successful and he will he will be happy and he will be successful. And if it is rejected, he will be a loser and he will yani, be ruined. He will be ruined and he will be a loser. Naam as it comes in the hadith that is collected by a Turmadi wa Nisa'i wa Sahahu al-Albani. فَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ نُصُوصٌ كَثِيرًا فِي الْأَمْرِ بِقَامَتِهَا There comes many ayat, many texts inside of the Qur'an which command with the establishment of the prayer alayha, and to be steadfast upon it and preserving of it and to be careful and to have a constrained ex- uh, concern about the times of the salat praying the, the salat inside of his times and a warning from being neglectful as relates to the salat but fiha and from neglecting the prayer and losing the prayer and wasting the prayer minha from from these from this uh ta'ala's statement salawat and safeguard and protect your prayers and 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 safeguard and protect the middle prayer. And the middle prayer is who knows what the middle prayer is? 
Asr, Ahsantum. The middle prayer is Asr. And stand devoutly unto Allah Azza wa Jal. This is Surah Al-Baqarah in his verse 238. And Allah Ta'ala, he says, Allah Ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 110, and establish the prayer and pay the zakah. Notice, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Establish the prayer. And so it's a must that we strive in the establishment of the prayer. وَفِي أَكْثَرْ مَوْضِعْ مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى And in more than one place in Allah Ta'ala's uh, book. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَوْقُوتًا That verily the salah is upon the believers as at fixed times. As it comes in Surah An-Nisa, verse 103. The salah is prescribed upon the believers at fixed times. وَقَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي كِتَابِ الْكَنِيمِ وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْطَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا And command your family to establish the prayer and be patient upon it. Be patient upon it. Naam, as it comes in Surah Baha, verse 132. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى He says, Naam, which is a threat to those who don't pray. Allah Ta'ala He says, وَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَاتَّبِعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا Allah Ta'ala He says what it means. And there will come after them a people who would أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةِ They would lose, they would waste the salat. They would lose it, they would waste out on the salat. From the Mufassirun. They say what enters into salat, what enters into leaving off the prayer is not praying in totality. salat. Naam, not praying in totality enters into the meaning of abandoning the prayer. Also, what enters into the meaning of abandoning the prayer is not praying the prayer in its proper time. This also enters into the meaning of abandoning the prayer. Naam, the person who is neglectful, neglectful, and they pray in Fajr after the sun is already up. Neglectful. The person who's praying Dhuhr in the time of Asr, do the what? Because they're neglectful. Naam, the person praying Asr in the time of Maghrib, Maghrib, now they want to pray Asr. Ah, subhanAllah. Huh? Out of neglect. We're not saying a person that combines a salat, so they pray Dhuhr uh, and Asr together. Huh? They pray Maghrib and Isha together. We're not saying that a person that had a legislative excuse in the sense where they overslept, right? Because sometimes it happens. A person maybe is not feeling well. A person yani, uh, maybe had lack of sleep for yani, many days, not sleeping a lot many days and, and what have you. They went to bed at a proper time, right? They took the means to wake up for Fajr. They intended to wake up for Fajr. Took the means to wake up for Fajr, and they overslept. This this happens. This is not a problem. This is not what is being spoken about. We're talking about a person that has a neglect. They oversleep out of neglect. What are some signs of oversleeping out of neglect? Is what a person who stays up all night playing, playing, stays up all night playing, lollygagging. Doing things that have no benefit for them. And then what happened? An hour or half an hour before Fajr, they go to sleep. That person was neglectful. Naam. He was neglectful. Or the person who yani, is not concerned about waking up a Fajr. Doesn't bother to set the alarm clock. Doesn't yani, doesn't he's not even thinking about waking up a Fajr. they may even intend to wake up after Fajr, which is another calamity with them within itself. Because some of the early man they mentioned that even this, this is the this is abandoning of prayer intentionally. Huh? From them, Imam bin Baz he says that whoever abandons the prayer intentionally, whoever that says, Yeah, I'm not praying that prayer. Like example, the case this person, he said, You know what? I know I got a long day tomorrow, so look, I'm gonna get up like nine something. I'm not he not worried about Fajr. He intended he gonna sleep past Fajr. Imam bin Basa, the person that abandons one prayer intentionally, has left Islam as a kafir. 
What was his proof? The hadith that we aforementioned. Al-ahdu alladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salat. Faman tarakaha faqad kafar. That the, the covenant between us and them is as-salat. Whoever abandons it has disbelief. Faqad kafar. He's a disbeliever. Disbelief. So Imam Mabaz used this proof uh, and others in that to, to, to show that what? That whoever abandons the prayer is a kafir. So whoever intentionally skips a prayer, intentionally, Imam bin Baz, he said, left Islam. Left Islam. Yeah? So this affair is tremendous. Anyway, here we have in this ayah, those who abandon the prayer. Those who abandon the prayer, meaning that they don't pray it or they don't pray it on time. What Now think about it. The people who don't pray, they follow in what? Desires. Why are they not praying? Because they follow desires. Whatever their desire may be. They're following after their vain desires. What does Allah Ta'ala say is for these individuals? And this is also from the proofs and the evidence that the early man used to say that the one who does not pray is a kafir. Is that what Allah Ta'ala says? For so for ghayya, then they are going to enter into a pit in hell called ghayya. This pit in hell. That's ghayya uh, is a pit in hell reserved for the disbelievers. So they said because they are threatened to go to this particular pit in the hell, then they have to be kufar. Then they have to be what? Kufar. And this ayah can be found in Surah Maryam and it's verse 59. There comes an ayah in Surah Al Mudathir in his verse 42 and 43. Where the people of the Jannah. They're going to ask the people of the fire because it's going to be a time frame where the people in the Jannah will be able to talk directly to the people of the fire and the people of the fire will be able to talk directly to the people of the Jannah. For a time period, it's going to be like this and then that's going to be it. It's going to stop, right? But for a time frame, it's going to be like that where they can talk to each other. So the people inside the Jannah, they will say to the people inside the fire, as Allah Ta'ala informed us of inside of his noble book, مَا سَلَكَ فِي what has made you people enter into the, the hellfire? Saqar is from there, the names of hell. And what and, and, and what got you and what landed you all in hell? What landed you all in hell? The people of hell, they're gonna respond as Allah Ta'ala informs us, they're gonna say, Qalu lam minal They're gonna say, We used to didn't pray. We were not from those who prayed. Do you see? So from the characteristics of the people in the hellfires that they want, then they're not from those who pray. So how important is the prayer? Now it's extremely important. Extremely important. Now, with it being this important, then we see why, or we see from the wisdom why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the prayer a pillar of Islam. It's a must. Because it's just that important. Naam. Shaykh he says, إِلَوْ غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْآيَاتِ الْمُعَظِّمَةِ لِلشَّأْنِ الصَّلَاةِ He said, and other than that, from those verses that show the tremendous nature of the salat. Naam. الْمُبَيِّنَ لِعَظِيمِ الْمَكَانَتِهَا Those verses which show its tremendous uh, importance and how great its 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 position is or its status. Naam. What a fi'u manzilatiha fi dinillah and how its status inside of Allah's deen is tremendous. Naam. For hariyun bi kulli Muslim and ta'zuma inayatuhu bihaadhi furiba alati hiya silatun bainahu wa bain Rabbihi Taala. So it is a must that every individual has to have a genuine and serious concern. Every Muslim should have a genuine and serious concern and a magnification of yani, and yani, a tremendous magnification of his concern, like a tremendous concern for this particular obligation that is the connection between the slave and his Lord. It's a connection between the slave and between his lord. Ihtimaman bi arkaniha. Naam. So, what it, how, how could a person have a tremendous concern for the salah? This is how. 
This is how. They have to have a tremendous concern and place tremendous importance on its pillars. Which means what? Which means we have to study. As the Prophet ﷺ, he says, seeking knowledge is obligatory upon every Muslim. So we have to learn what are the pillars of the prayer. Because he said, Ihtimaman bi arkaniya. Having a tremendous concern for its pillars. You can't have a concern for its pillars if you don't know what the pillars are. Naam. And we have to have a, a, a genuine concern for its obligatory aspects. Naam. If you don't know what are the obligatory aspects of the prayer, you will not be able to have a concern for it. وَشْرُوطِهَا And for... Yani, and, 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 and a tremendous concern for its, for its prerequisites. For its prerequisites and its conditions. Yani, prerequ conditions, we know conditions, right? But prerequisites, why? Because the shurut take place outside the salah. The shurut are before you actually start to pray, right? Whereas the arkan and the, the wajibat, the, need, the needs take place during the prayer itself, during the prayer, during the performing of the prayer. Then, during the performing of the prayer. And other than that, from that which Allah Ta'ala has made obligatory in the salah, and that we do it having the epitome of khushur, of humility. Now all this comes into it as well. That we that that, that mechanically is is sound. That we we doing the arkan correctly. We yani we fulfilling the wajibat. We have fulfilled the prerequisites. We have a concern with the prerequisites, so on and so forth. Now, inshallah ta'ala, we're gonna come to the word of the shuruq, the salah, and arkan, and everything inside this book. Inshallah ta'ala. But in addition to that, a person has to have khushur. He has to have yani humility. He has to have concentration. He has to be. Yeah, he's aware of what he's saying. Not that he's praying and his mind is wandering all over the place, but that he's paying attention. He's concentrating. Yeah, he's he's pondering over what he's saying. You see, this is a type of salat that's going to affect a person. That's going to benefit a person. Well, and he has to yeah, he be trying to pray in the most best of manner. Naam, and he has to pray and he has to make sure that he that he has stillness and tranquility. Of the body, now I'm mean, he's praying, and and outside and inside and of the heart, vahiran mubaltina, yani apparently and yani and uh, hiddenly or and externally and internally. So he has to be at rest. So this means what? Not praying fast, not praying fast, right? Praying in a comfortable, <coughs> natural manner, not like those who pray like they working out. Right? When you wonder how does he even have time to say the ad'iyah in this particular yani, position because he came up and down so fast. Not coming to rest between the positions. Uh, from the hadith of the one who prayed badly, from that the Prophet said, he told him, and between each position, and come to a complete rest. Then go to the next one. Right? So we have to have tranquility when we're praying. We have to have tranquility when we're praying. Now this is very important, very important. Not rushing through the prayer is very important. Now, so that we can reach the tremendous reward that is linked to the salah. Now, Sahih Muslim, so it comes as Sahih Muslim, and Uthman and Affan, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now, it comes as Sahih Muslim. On the authority of Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said, Paul, Samir'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqood. He said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Ma mimri'in Muslim tahduruhu salatun maktubatun. He said, there is no Muslim man or woman. Huh? There is no Muslim, period. Who attends a prayer that is obligatory. Now, meaning that they pray an obligatory prayer. And they excel in the performing of the wudu. They excel in the performing of the wudu. 
Huh? And, the, and the wudu is from the shurud, it's from the conditions and prerequisites of the salah. Naam. They excel in the wudu. Wa khushu'aha. And they excel inside of the khushu'a, having khushu'a. Wa ruku'aha. And they excel inside of the bound. Huh? I mean, they, they excel inside the, the, the performing uh, of, of the salah and all of its motions. Whoever does this, illa kanat kafara. Lima qabalaha min al-dhunub Except that it will be an expiation for that which preceded it from sins mm. Who doesn't need that? That when they pray the prayer that is obligatory If they excel in making the wudu And having khushur inside of that prayer And in the, and in the performing of that prayer Then that will be an expiation for the sins. Naam. Malam yu'ti kabira. As long as they don't commit a major sin. As long as they don't commit a major sin. So what is the condition to get that reward? Is that what? You cannot commit a major sin. Which means we have to learn what are the major sins. Because if we don't know what they are, then how are we going to avoid them? Right? Now listen. Just follow me for a second in this, in this social media age and all this stuff, right? When we look at just some of what we just heard and what we went over about the importance of knowing the pillars of the prayer, the, ob the obligatory aspects of the prayer, prerequisites of the prayer. Now we can add, we add to that also knowing what are the major sins, right? All of this requires study. Study and seeking of knowledge requires time, right? Means that we have to allocate time towards these important things. Do you see how easy the shaitan he distracts us from pursuing those things that we need to know about and he gets us busy with things that either do not benefit us or bonafidely hurt us. Man, bonafidely hurt us. How many individuals don't know about these things? Maybe didn't, yani, you know, have no knowledge of these things whatsoever, but yet they know what's going on currently with this celebrity that celebrity, huh? Because they followed him on Twitter. They look. They follow him on Instagram. They're looking at what they're doing on Instagram. They done seen all their videos, even the latest one, even the one that came out today, even the one that came out 15 minutes ago. But you ask them about, you know, about the uh, the shurut of salat. They say, what's that? What about the arkan of salat? What's that? You know what is a major sin? I don't know. How how you gonna benefit? How are you going to benefit? How are you going to get these benefits? Having the sins forgiven. How are you going to get these benefits? Naam. How are you going to get these benefits? If you waste your time doing these things that are not yeah, any beneficial. It is incumbent, it is a must that we really stop letting the shaitan get over on us and, and win. Right? And we have to yeah, put some put some you know some 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 points in our win column against him, against our enemy, the shaitan, because he wants us to lose, he wants us to fail. If you want to be a winner, you have to be one who's steadfast upon your prayer. And in order to be steadfast upon your prayer, you gotta learn how to pray. The Prophet pray as you see me praying. We gotta learn how to pray. We gotta learn what are the what are the, the pillars of the prayer. We gotta learn what are the the, the obligations of the prayer, what are the, the prerequisites of the prayer. We have to learn Yani what are the ways in which we 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 we, we could it, could have khushur inside the prayer? We got to know what are the major sins, so we stay away from it. We have to know what are the major sins, so that we stay away from it. Because if we stay away from the major sins, and we excel in the performing of the prayer, and having khushur inside of the prayer, and we and we excel in making wudu, and in all of those yani prerequisites that are for the prayer, then we will have our sins forgiven. Then we will have our sins, yani, forgiven. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, at kulla. He said, and that's all year round. That's all year round. That reward is not reserved to just a special time of the year, and to yani, not other times of the year, but that is a reward that is there to be gained all year round. Now, so this is something we should strive for. This right here is a goal right I know school is back in now right 
But how many of the youth, they say, during the summer times and when the school is out and during breaks, I'm bored. I don't have nothing to do. Yes, salam. Yes, salam. Seriously? You got nothing to do? Huh? What are the shuruq of salat? Run them off. We don't know. You got something to do. What's the arkan of salat? You don't know. You got something to do. What are the wajibat? You don't know. You got something to do. Right? There's always something to do. There's always something to do. Imam Muqbir, rahimahullah ta'ala, he used to say, if, if you find yourself bored, then compete with those who came before. If you find yourself bored, compete with those who came before. And when one looks to those great scholars of Islam, those hufaf, na'am, those scholars who memorize a million chains of hadith, compete with them. You always got something to do. Right? You haven't finished the Quran? Memorize Quran. You got something to do. Na'am, you memorize Sahih Bukhari? No, memorize it. Got something to do. Huh? Person said, well, that's a little ambitious. Okay. You memorize uh, 40 hadith? Okay, you got something to do. You finish 40 hadith? Umdah. You didn't finish that yet? Okay, you got something to do. After Umdah Bulug, you got something to do. Huh? Or Lutlu and Murjan. You don't want Bulug? Lutlu. Okay, you got something to do. So there's always something to do from Khair. There's always something to do from Khair. So this is just a reminder to the, to, the, to the youth. There's always something to do. And to the older people as well. Can we be claiming boredom too? There's always something to do. So strive to do those things which are beneficial, those things which will benefit us from Qiyamah, those things that will come your Qiyamah and be happy about bithnilahi ta'ala. And at the top of those things, after the Tawheed, the establishment of a Tawheed, huh? and, 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 and uh, then, then it's going to be what? It's going to be the Salah. And then the Shaykh Ta'ala he gets into the next uh, pillar, which is zakat. But Bihilahi Ta'ala, we will save that and additional pillars until the next class. Bihilahi Ta'ala, fa naktafi bihada al qadr. ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. وجزاكم الله خيرا